the Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Show on the Wild Style Network. Here are your hosts, Q, Smitty, Matt, and Jay Cam. Wednesday night, Notebook Wagering. We are live from the Salisbury Center, fueled by Monster Energy. I'm going to do a little Vanna White right here. Right here is Monster Energy. We love Monster Energy. Um, Hey, let's go, guys. I got the guys from Pittsburgh tonight. We're going to try to bust out as many college football winners and NFL winners for you. We're going to try to win some money. We want to win money, and we want you to win some money. So I got the boys from Pittsburgh. J-Cam, how are you this lovely evening? What's happening up in Pittsburgh area? I'm doing fine. I'm just uh, getting through the week here. Come off a nice win with Penn State, just completely destroying Iowa. That was enjoyable, even though I had Iowa. <laughs> um, it was pretty clear from like the, the first quarter on that that was a lost bet. So there's not much you could do there in the uh, soggy whiteout environment. But uh, pretty entertaining day. I had the uh, the uh, surface set up to watch the Ohio State Notre Dame game, which was kind of boring, but actually pretty good at the end. And uh, just a great day, college football and uh, NFL slate uh, worked out pretty well as well. So I, I had little profits in both, but not too great. How about you, Maddie? Well, first of all, it was an amazing weather day here. It's too bad I got to look out through my window as it is officially my hell week and the quarter closed for work. I'm actually still working. We're going to take a little breather, though. Knock this out. We got some great college stuff ready. And you guys forgot. It's like uh, kind of not Christmas, maybe an early Halloween, let's call it. Ryder Cup tomorrow. Kicking off. Can't wait. Yeah, it's like way early in the morning now. It's, it's going to stink from that perspective. Like, I'll be up. I, well, I don't know. It's a little early start for me. <laughs> I think it starts I'm, like 1.30 a.m. our time. You know that. Well, I mean, it's still going to be going on when we get up, probably. That is true. That is true. Maddie, throw some bets out. I, I did not look at one thing with that. I mean, I'll try to follow. Like, yeah. I haven't either. I'm going to look tonight after okay. we get off the show. I haven't looked at anything. I'll probably play somebody to tally the most points. Somebody in maybe the middle third and see if you can pull it off. BJT. All yeah. right. Now, I don't know how many he's going to get. That's the problem. That, that's the smart play, but I think everybody's going to throw that out there, hoping he catches fire. All right, let's dive in in college football. If you're watching live, if you have any action, any leans, please text our great producer, and we'll try to get it on the air here. And let's throw it out here. We got a big game here. We got Utah Friday night, 9 p.m., Fox Sports uh, 1. You. Is it four or is it, uh, did I write that down wrong? Is it Fox Sports? I think it's Fox Sports. Utah, Oregon State. You got Oregon State favorite right now. Here's the question, guys. I'm already on Oregon State money line. I jumped on it earlier in the week, minus 145. The question is, is, is this kid from Utah ever going to quarterback this year? I mean, that's that's the big question mark. They got to hold him off until after the bye. It sounds like he's going to always quarterback, and then he doesn't quarterback. I think it's a good spot for Oregon State. They they were coming off a loss against Washington State. Really, you know, they were getting blown out in that game, and they really came back and fought and made that game close. I like this Oregon State team. DJ has to play well, but I'm going to throw it out towards you guys here. Jason, I'll start with you. Any leans, any plays, what's your overall thoughts? Can the Beavers beat Utah Friday night? I, I think Utah is the best unit in this game. I think their defense is the best unit. It's like you said, like obviously Cam Rising's out. 
Utah's really managed the quarterback situation well, but the offense is not good. So I think the, the better combination of the two units is probably Oregon State. I mean, they got tested last week out of Washington, didn't really do all that great. Um, you know, three and a half is just about right. I think I'll take that with Utah because I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think the, the defenses are the two best units. I don't think the Beavers will be able to run the ball against that uh, stingy Ute defense. What do you think, Matty? Yeah, this is tricky because of the quarterback. I mean, Oregon State really somehow made that a game, but I think they actually got their asses whipped last week against Wazoo. So this is the correct bounce back spot. And I think if rising sits, which it looks like he is, we talked offline. I think it's, if you can find a minus three with the Beavers, I think that is the the right play. Yeah. You know, Nate Johnson, good rusher. I don't know how great of a passer he is. That game last week against UCLA, that game was ugly. That was an ugly game. <laughs> I mean, I had Utah in a money line parlay, so luckily I hit that. But that was an ugly game. I mean, there was really no offense. Great defense. And again, this is one of those with Utah. They just want to, they want, I mean, it's like a fist fight. And the thing with Oregon State is they're going to try to pound the ball too. And with Martinez, DJ has to run the ball, I think too. But he has to get be able to throw the ball down the field a little bit. I think this is going to be a tight game, but I just think it's a really good spot. I like Oregon State, and that's why I jumped. I think it's up on scores and odds right now. It's up to minus 160 with the money line, so I jumped on it at minus 145. So that's where we're going to go. So let's move on here. We got Kansas and Texas. Man, I know Q. Q's good chance he's going to be back next week with us. I know he's all about Kansas. Man, this is, guys, this is a high-scoring uh, 2019, 50 to 48, Texas. 2021, 56, uh, 50. Oh, I'm looking at Texas for 57, 56, Kansas in that game. And then last year, Texas did put it on them, 55, 14 in Kansas. They really pounded the ball and beat them in the trenches last year on this. A lot of people, Q loves Kansas. I know Pam Maldonado did her video. She's been on our show before. We respect Pam. She likes or she likes Kansas this week. I have a lean in this, but I'm going to let you guys go here. Is this going to be another shootout in this game, Maddie? What do you think? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna liken this to a game last week. I actually think this is Colorado, Oregon, all over. I actually think Texas puts the woodshed to these guys. This is. This is the game where they they can basically conquer the Big 12 until they get to Oklahoma, I think. I mean, they have so much talent. How is Kansas going to match their talent level, period? And they're playing well in every aspect. I know Kansas is like the sheet pick, the new. We talked about it so much about, oh, man, we hope it gets really good in Lawrence and this and that. But that'll take what Jason even said. It'll take away from the hoops. Yeah, I think Texas covers. I think they cover large. I I think this is like a 50 to 25 game. Jason? Yeah, I think points will be there. Um, You you look at Texas's offensive numbers, though, and granted, their schedule has been a little bit more tough than uh, Kansas's has, but they're not great. Like, it's, you know, it's pretty much a lot of average success rates, a lot of average explosiveness. Like, 
Um, so you're not really seeing something where they've really pulled away from people and been like a dynamic offense. So Kansas has dynamic offense and they have a defense that likes to cause havoc, which Texas has actually been a little susceptible to this year. So I think the, the back door is open for the Jayhawks. You've got Oklahoma looking at them next week. I think this is a, it's a nice look ahead spot for Kansas to kind of sneak in here. I don't think, I think they're going to be trailing the whole game, but I definitely think that they can stick around close enough to keep within the uh, 16 and a half. What do you think, Smitty? Well, it's if the defense can slow them down. I mean, if you look at Kansas defense, Missouri State scored 17, Illinois scored 23, Nevada scored 24, BYU scored 27. What's Texas done? Now, again, I agree with Jason. They've started some games slow. They've put it on late in some games here. You know, that Rice, they've thrown 37, Bama 34. I mean, that Bama one's going to stand out a little bit and go, wow. I mean, I thought they kind of really put it on them late in that game. Uh, 31 against Wyoming, 38 against Baylor. Baylor looks like a bad team here. You got the quarterback. You got the weapons, especially with the wide receivers. I think they got so many wide receivers. You know, line right now, I saw it minus 17. I think I even saw a minus 16 and a half today, over under 61 and a half. But, man, when you look at that track record, boys, that's a lot of points. Man, maybe just mm-hmm. play the over and just try to go with it. I was looking at team points for Texas. I think it was at, like, 39 and a half. So I kind of was like, uh, I mean, I know it's like, why not? They've scored in the 50s. Go for it. I think I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think Jason made a good point. Could it be? a late touchdown that gets it to the number. I think Texas wins this game right now. I'm staying off this game. Um, I might jump on it with a team point play. Cause I think it could be high scoring. That's a three thirty ABC game. So I think that's going to be an entertaining game. If you like points, that might be it. All right. This is a game that right now, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this one. This is a 6 PM ESPN game. You got LSU traveling to Old Miss. Old Miss last week coming off a loss to Alabama, which, you know, they got off to a fast start, quick touchdown, and then just didn't do anything else. LSU tight win against Arkansas last week. LSU six and one last seven in the series. So I'm going to go to Maddie first. I'm going to let you guys start off and then I'll finish up again. Maddie, any leans in this game? Any plays? Lay what's going to happen here? Yeah, lay lay the points with LSU. Um, it's only two and a half. That's a really good number. Uh, field goal. I know they're on the road, but it, it again, it comes down to talent again. And I think when you saw Ole Miss go up against better talent last week, and even though it's a not a super talented Bama squad in our eyes. It's basically just like LSU's talent level, five stars everywhere across the board. I also think that, uh, I hate to say it, Brian Kelly, I think is a better coach. So I have no fear laying the points with LSU here. I I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I have, haven't bet this, and I don't know if I will. It, it's creeping up my board the more we talk about it, but maybe Jason can talk me off a ledge here, too. Yeah, I'm not completely sold on LSU, especially on the road. Uh, the defense is a little leaky, especially in the passing area. Uh, Ole Miss, I don't know what happened in the second half of that game. They just didn't show up against Bama. The first half, they were right there, playing pretty even with them. And whatever adjustments were made at halftime, they did not counter, and they looked awful. Um, so I think they'll take that. You know, LSU, I think they're a little leakier on the defensive side than Bama is. I think that Bama defense is really, really good, actually. Um 
So I think that Ole Miss will be able to put up some points, and I think this will be pretty close. I actually think Ole Miss can scare them. Matty, didn't you pick Ole Miss to win the West? Um, I said maybe an outside shot. No, I picked. I they're picked. Gonna, they need this game if they're going to win the West. I mean, I had I had Bama to win the West and Bama to win the whole SEC, but that's not looking too hot. Yeah, I, I do think you'll see Ole Miss bounce back a little here. I think that they can they have to get plays through the air because the LSU run defense is pretty good. And, and uh, Ole Miss's defense is actually better than they showed in the second half. Spinny, who do you have here? I, I like LSU. I, I played the team points. I'm going to go L, uh, LSU over 32.5. Now, I'm laying the juice. I'm laying minus 160. I know that scares a lot of people. I did it last week with Tennessee, and it was a winner. I'm going to do it again. I think it's a high-scoring game. I really do. I think LSU is going to put points on. I agree with Maddie. I think they're a better team, better coach. This, this, you know, Kiffin's starting to get a little bit in this spot. Like, where are you going to go with him down here? Like, I think this is a big game for him. Looking at the numbers, I think Dart, the quarterback, has to run the ball more. When you look at some of these games, like last week he had 12 carries, like six yards. Just didn't do it. He has not done a much. The only game that he really carried the ball and and had good numbers was against Georgia Tech. He had 14 carries, 136, and two touchdowns. You know, Tulane, he only had, I think, um, oh, I I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't write that down. But that game was close against Tulane. Tulane's a good team. I'm not trying to say Tulane's not, but they really had to open that game up late in the fourth quarter to really pull away in that. I'm just not, you know, I really liked Alabama last week, and I know some teams... Coming off a loss and you have a home game and everything, but I just think the wide receivers are really talented for LSU. I think again, a high scoring game. I think this can be very high scoring. I see a 40, 40 something to like high thirties in this. So that's why I went with the team points in this. I think it's gonna be up and down on this. All right, let's move on. Notre Dame, the Dukies. What do we got here? 7.30 ABC. Man, Notre Dame. I, hey, I was on Ohio State, so I, I needed a winner last week. So thank you, Ohio State. I sent it out to a bunch of people, and I said, I can't believe I picked Ohio State being a Michigan fan. It is like poison coming out of your mouth, and it's hard to do. But I like Notre Dame. This game to me, guys, I think the line's a little low. I think it should be a little higher. I'm going to let you guys go again, and I'm going to explain why I think that. I think this Notre Dame team's a really good team. I mean, they lost such a close game to Ohio State. I mean, last play of the game. I think it's a good team. I still like the quarterback. I like the running back. I, I you know, I, I, I think the Duke coach has done an unbelievable job. I'll put my two cents here at the end. Jason, let's start with you. Do you have anybody in this Notre Dame-Duke game? Yeah, I like the Duke. I mean, it's the perfect Uh-oh. spot. They've had all these cases. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a Mike Elko, former Notre Dame assistant. I mean, he's clearly had this circle on his calendar for a while. And you're, you're getting Notre Dame after about the most deflating loss you possibly can have. I see people were coming out of the game thinking that was like some championship preview with Notre Dame and Ohio State. I don't think it was at all. I think both teams' offenses are not that good. The defenses are probably good. But, I mean, you saw a court play better. I don't think you saw much out of Notre Dame's offense. I mean, Hartman played well, but there's no, like, they should have, you see good college games nowadays. They score in the 30s. That game, they weren't going to score in the 30s. They could have been there all night. Um, 
So, Smitty, congratulations. You got a winner that Notre Dame decided <laughs> to play with 10 guys for the last drive of the game. <laughs> Clearly using the Holy Spirit as the 11th man. Um, you know, I like the Dukies. This is a great spot um, at home. Haven't really played anybody. Healthy. Notre Dame coming off about as emotional loss as you could possibly have. And I honestly think Elko's is the better coach than Freeman. And I think he's going to want to show it here. And, you know, with Duke's quarterback, they're always going to have offense because he can just make plays with his feet and his arm. Give me the plus five and a half. I'll take it. What do you think, Matty? I'm with you. Uh, I think maybe this week you and I get back in the sink here a little bit. So at a neutral site, this should be eight points. This isn't a neutral site. This is a big-time, prime-time home game for Duke that they haven't had in forever. Give me that field goal back. I think the line should be more around five, not six. So I'd love to take Duke plus a six. My biggest question with Notre Dame, other than uh, Freeman saying he didn't want to take a penalty there to give him a half a yard, and th- which is just absolute BS. I mean, that's bad coaching. If they can't beat McCord, who I think is actually awful after watching that tape, maybe it's some coaching, maybe it's some scheme. I don't think he's a very good quarterback. I think that's going to be Ohio State's downfall. You said that too, Jason. But the Duke quarterback is going to be the best one they might face all year in this scheme. He's legit. I think this is a great spot for Duke. I'd love to get a little more points. Hopefully people start to hammer the Irish thinking they get back at it, but they can't score either. They have no playmakers other than Estime. They have no wide receivers. No. If, if you can just keep the safeties in the middle, maybe drag them down towards the box a little bit and limit the rush yards. Who's on the outside is going to win a one-on-one battle. Yeah. Give me Duke big time, primetime game. I'll take those points. All right. I'm gonna, I threw it in a money line parlay with Georgia Southern and this, and <laughs> Hey, I love Georgia Southern. I'll get on Georgia I Southern. I do Southern. too, but it's just a funny one to pair them up I, with. I paired them Southern up. Georgia State. Georgia Southern. I like Georgia Southern. I think yeah. I think Notre Dame wins the game. I was I the spread might be a little, but here's the thing about Duke. Who have they played? They beat Clemson. Was it Clemson? Okay, but okay, but all right, crickets. Is Clemson that good? They played two smart kids schools, and then they played UConn, which clearly isn't a smart Okay, yeah. Then they played Lafayette. I'm sorry. That's not a Tuesday night basketball game. And and whatever conference. What conference is that? I got to get in my basketball. Patriot League. Patriot League. Patriot League. It's right on the corner. I know. Patriot League. Let's go. I got to get back in the basketball mind. That's coming in like about six weeks here. Then Northwestern and then UConn, in which UConn's been disastrous this year. Disastrous. I'm not sold. Sorry, I'm not. Now, Notre Dame. Trust me, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. I've never been a Notre Dame fan. But I like the offensive line. Secondary's been good. Like the quarterback. I agree with the wide receivers. And I agree with what you guys said, too. I wrote, hey, I wrote my good buddy that his kid went to Ohio State. I said, hey, good win. Got me a win for Ohio State. Michigan's going to pound them. He didn't like that, but they hey, are. Can I can I break up one one point real quick? Yeah, go for it. I know people hint, even we hint about how stuff is rigged. Do you think with that super long pause at the end of the game on the review with the clock, how does it go from not having to kick the extra point? 
to having to kick the extra point, and then we get the madness of a three and a push. Or if you've got a good number at the two and a half. My thing with that is, I'm going to just go back. I love Notre Dame just to win the game. Just because I'm not sold on the schedule so far. I do like the Dukes quarterback. I think he's really talented. I just think Notre Dame's a more talented team on the line in the secondary. Give me well, Notre Dame. Money line, and I did it with Georgia Southern plus 111 and a money line parlay. That is it. All right, boys. Any more games here? Let's fire. Let's rapid fire. Let's go as fast as we can here. Maddie, I'll start with you. Any any plays, any leans? Where are we going this weekend? Well, well are we going to do our money line parlay? Oh, of course we're doing our money line parlay. Okay. Well, I have another I have two other games that I like. Um we we didn't hit on it, but don't look now. The Syracuse Orangemen, and yes, I'm going to call them Orangemen because it's not the orange. They're 4-0. Clemson's going up there after just losing a heartbreaker. I think Syracuse can cover the six and a half and maybe even beat Clemson outright and and knock Clemson to two and three, which is absolutely unheard of in the past 15 years. I may be bold for saying that I liked BYU last week and they were hanging, 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 and they choked it away at the end. And I have one more game. I like Jason picked this team in our, breakdown in the preseason Louisville still kind of going undefeated mm-hmm. and they play I mean minus three against NC State who is ultimate ho-hum right now no identity give me the Cardinal minus three I like I like those two give me Syracuse plus six and a half right now Louisville minus three Jason what about you yeah I was again I'm going back to my Hilltoppers I've got a minus six playing against Middle Tennessee State, who let us down terribly last week in a, oh. the ultimate spot oh. against Colorado State. Oh. <laughs> uh, Western Kentucky actually played pretty well. It was a nip-tuck game. They covered a three-and-a-half. Again, do your line shopping, but uh, I like them at home minus a six. I think they're going to torch that Miss Middle Tennessee uh, secondary, and as long as they don't give up any big plays uh, in the passing game, they should be fine. Um, I like the under in Florida-Kentucky. I got to throw a Florida bet in there since Q's not here. Um, both good defenses, both offenses are pretty boring. So I think it's going to be under 44. I think somebody mentioned this one, so I'm going to skip it, but I'll bring it back if, if he doesn't mention it. I like James Madison, minus three. That's a good team, and they're playing the yeah, uh, South Alabama team that's disappointed this year and likes to run the football. You can't run the football against the Dukes. So give me – I'll lay the, the small line there. Yeah, this one really hurts, but I got to say it. University of Michigan – at Nebraska, I will lay the 17. I literally already booked it. It won't be 17 by Saturday. Uh, this is the game where they get right against a Nebraska team that can't get out of its way. I don't think the backup quarterback is going to fix anything with the Nebraska for offense, especially against that defense. Um, oh, <laughs> And Georgia State minus one and a half. Georgia State was great for us last week on the Thursday night money line. I'm going to take them again. I think that's the best team in the Sun Belt. So uh, we'll see. Appy State making a run, but I think that's a really good team. And then, like Smitty mentioned, KU Texas over. I think there's going to be points galore there. And Kansas has got the score to cover the back door. What do you got, Smitty? Yeah, you know, I already gave out the LSU team points. I'm going to go with Tennessee. I went again with them last week. Another winner. You know, again, 49 30, 16 45. South Carolina's defense, 31. They've given up 21, 24, 30. I think this one's going to be high scoring, too. 
I think South Carolina can put some points on Tennessee, and I think Tennessee is going to put a lot of points on South Carolina. So I am taking the over 36 and a half, uh, minus 135 with the Tennessee over. Uh, I gave out the Notre Dame. I, hey, one little teaser I'm going to put together. Teasers have not been good for me in college football, and people hate teasers, but guess what? I could care less. I'm doing Syracuse. I'm going to take that Maddie's game. They're good against Clemson. I think it's a great spot. How motivated is that Clemson team going to be? I'm going to take Syracuse up to 13. I'm going to match it with Arkansas against Texas A&M. I think it's in um, the Cowboys Stadium. I still like this. I still like this Arkansas team. They get the running back back. I think that's a big thing. They really needed him back. Quarterback's been nicked up a little bit too. They hung with LSU. I think this is a good spot. You heard today uh, the Texas A&M quarterback's out. They're back to uh, Jason. Who's that quarterback again? Max Johnson. Thank you so much. Brad Johnson's kid. Um, I I like this. So both at plus 13. I'm going to do the minus 110 um, teaser on that. Uh, Let me. I got got my money line parlay for us. I threw a big one out. A little pizza money. I'm going to take Kentucky to beat Florida. He's not going to be happy. Oh, man. I'm going to take James Madison to win. And I'm going to take Akron over Buffalo because Buffalo can't stop anybody. So I'm going to. Oh, that's my that's my money line play. Oh, right that's, there. Fine. that's fine. Throw it in. This is my own money line play. I'm going to throw those three teams together at plus 417. I'm going to do a little pizza money on a three team money line play. All right, was- Matt. Matty, go for I was it. Gonna pose, I was going to pose the question to you guys. In the betting world, what is one thing you should never say or do? And it's bet Akron money line. <laughs> but we're doing it this we're, we're, Hey, you know, we're I'm doing a, it. I'm going to lay two and a half. How about that? You probably shouldn't do that either. <laughs> we, we love the Zips. We love the Zips. Zips. <laughs> hey, they got robbed in, in Bloomington last week. Zip they Nation. Outplayed the news bad. We're, we're, they all about, we're all about Zip Nation right now. So, Please put this show out to, oh, we love him, Jason. We need as many fans as we can get here. All right, boys, let's do it to, uh, this weekend. Moneyline Parlay. Maddie, let's just, we kind of know where you're going, but why are you taking the zips? Uh, Jason said it. They all played Indiana last week. They got robbed. And Buffalo can't, they can't stop us either. They're, they're, they're a bad football team. Just ride the zip wave, man. I, I mean, how cool is their mascot too? The kangaroo? Yeah, give me the zips. Jason, you want me to go? Guess who I had too. Going to. Well, I was looking around here because I was actually going to lean on the zips though, but I'm going to. <laughs> I had the. I had the. I had the zips too. That was three for three on the zips. I had the zips. Okay. We're dead. Yeah, we're done already. <laughs> hey, everybody, don't take this bet. Okay, go, Jason. I I got Memphis minus 157 at home against Boise. I don't think Boise is going to travel well. That that the, the shine is off the Broncos. All they can do is run it. This Memphis team really had an awful game against Navy and then followed it up with another bad week. I think they're better than that. I think they'll rebound here against the Broncos. So give me the minus 157 in the money line. I actually really like that, Jason. I had that on my card, too. All right. I'm not going to try to irritate Q too much. I'm going to take James Madison. Jason, can you look that up, what you're on right now, because you're on odds. Can you give me the James Madison team? They play South Alabama. South Alabama's coming off a bad loss, which was shocking to me. But James, minus 155. Okay, minus 155. Okay, sorry, guys. It's not as – I'm going to take I'm gonna take that one. I, I like that one. I think that team's good. They just keep winning. So let's match up 
Let's match up those three games. Let's get a let's get a winner this weekend with the money line parlay. All right, boys. That was fun. College football is always a good time. I need to get I need to heat up in college football. College football frustrates me a little bit. Crazy. I'm having the worst losses, man. Clemson last week was a tough loss. When you dominate Ooh. when you dominate the entire game and then you lose. It's just it's devastating. All right, NFL time. Let's dive into the NFL. Oh, no, I got one more question. I want to throw this out before we go. So, Georgia and Michigan, they have not covered a spread yet. So, they have not covered the ATS in college football. I'm going to throw out to the boys because, again, let's do some futures because I got the Lake Snell, Cy Young, little pizza money to win $400. That's looking, I think, it's just bank right now. So let's see, is there anybody that you guys like right now? In week five coming in, if somebody said, Matt, here's some money, Jason, here's some money, give us a national championship bet. What you've seen so far, who are you taking? Jason, I'll start with you. <laughs> I'm struggling here a little bit with this one. All um, right, Matty, I'll start with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not struggling. All right, let's go, Matt. Made, that sounds a better I, answer. I made this play back in July. I, I'm sticking with Florida State still. I know their number now is bad, but I got it at 22 to 1. Now, there's a huge caveat to this because why not, if you're going to bet Florida State, not throw a little bit of fun money on Duke and Miami? One of those three is coming out of the ACC, in my opinion. And you can probably get huge numbers on Duke and Miami. I mean, the Florida State-Miami game is probably going to decide this potentially. And who knows? We've seen crazier stuff, but a rivalry game like that? You're telling me Miami can't get out of there, especially the way Van Dyke's been playing? I I would say a Pac-12 team, but I think that is going to be beat em up rock em sock em robot down the stretch where they all beat each other up. Like Washington's going to knock somebody off. Then Washington's going to get bumped off. Oregon State will get in the mix. USC will take a loss to somebody. Utah lose a close one. So I'm going to throw, I'm going to steer away from them. But yeah, I still like the Seminoles. I like the number I had them. I don't know what it is now. But if you really like to gamble, throw a little fun money on Duke and Miami. All right, Jason. We get, man, Matt, great job there. That's a great team effort there. You went. You gave about three minutes. Now you gave him some time. Jason, who do you have? Didn't really help all that much, unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> I, I, the Pac-12, I agree. Those are the teams where probably, like, the value is. But, boy, it sure looks like they're all built to beat each other. Yeah, uh, Washington's look really good, but we still don't know that secretary's, secretary's any good. And we're going to actually probably see this weekend. I think the Wildcats, Arizona, are, are live to cover a big number down there in the desert late. Um, USC defense looks pretty mediocre so i don't think it's going to hold up but you know i mean obviously they can score with anybody so you know just for the time for inch i'm going to take usc to get their defense figured out i do think they'll have value if they come out of there and i think they can score with anybody maybe they just need a little motivation to kind of figure it out here but um yeah i don't like ohio state michigan is kind of slept walk through things i think georgia is going to i think georgia is going to slip up here because i don't think they've been tested at all too late into the season I mean, Bama, we've seen their quarterback. Like, you go down the list, Florida State's looked a little vulnerable at times. They probably should have lost that game at Clemson. Clemson's eliminated already, two losses. You know what? You know what? Maybe I'll just do something I should do. I'm going to take the Lions. They look good. 
They've they've done what they should have done so far. We'll see about them in a couple weeks here uh, with Ohio State and Michigan. But uh, yeah, I'll take Penn State as my future right now. I got I got a Buffalo I got a Buffalo nickel, and I know who Smitty's going to take. <laughs> is that the Michigan Wolverines? No one one thing. No, oh, not. Oh, I was I was going to lay Michigan here because I still think oh, okay. I still think Michigan, and I agree that they have not played fantastic. I still have seen some really good things. Now they have they been tested? I mean, no, the schedule's been horrible, so we have to see. I like them going on the road this week. I want to see what they do this week out in Nebraska. And I know Nebraska is not a great team, but I want to see how they handle that. <laughs> I think they got to get Edwards in in the offense a little bit more. Man, he's done nothing. And they so, go ahead. Doctor Brent and I were talking offline about this. And do you think Georgia and Michigan have maybe made mistakes by not scheduling somebody? they can get a little up for at this point in the season. I mean, we're in October. We don't really know what those teams are. I mean, we think that we know what they are, but there's still questions on their offense, especially in Georgia. Michigan's probably a little more resolved. They got through the coaching suspensions, but I think they like, like somebody could test them a little bit. I, I think Michigan, I think that's a great point with the coaches because they were swapping. If you haven't watched Michigan football, Harbaugh was suspended. Uh, the university suspended them and they, they were just flipping coaches and they, I think, and I think Jason said it, they've really gone through the motions, but they have talent. You can see they can put on some points. They do, they do go really slow. I mean, they pound the ball. I still think they're very talented. I agree with you. I think the Penn State game went into Happy Valley, but it, it's a noon game that helps Michigan. I'm glad it's not a night game. That's going to be the test. And maybe I'm dead wrong on this. I'm not impressed by Ohio State. I think Michigan is fine in that game. I really do. I think they'll I think they'll handle them. They've handled them the last two years. Now it's a rivalry game. Weird things can happen. So it's tough to predict. But I like Michigan. But I'm gonna go off somebody else. I, I kind of lean towards Texas, Oklahoma, and maybe even Oklahoma. I like how Oklahoma is played. And I think next week you never know what's gonna happen. To throw a little pizza money on a team that's a little different. I'm going to take a chance with Oklahoma to win the national championship. Texas was going to be my other. That's who I thought you were going to go with, Smitty. I think that's a smart play to get a little bit of money. I, I don't Texas. mind Texas either. I, I yeah. like both. I'm going to go with a little bit more on probably Oklahoma. I, I don't have the odds in front of me. I'm going to go a little bit more that's with cool. the, with Oklahoma. The MGM is forty to one on Oklahoma, and it's nine to one on Texas. So there's, there's quite a disparity. Yeah, I go a little bit more pizza money on Oklahoma. I like how they play. Penn State sixteen to one, and then Maddie's choice of Florida State eight fifty. Where's so, Where's Michigan at, Jason? Four hundred, so plus four to one odds on Michigan. Okay, all right, there you go. I just wanted to get that question in. All right, guys, NFL time. Man, wow, what a wacky, wacky last week. Oh my goodness gracious, that was craziness. And we're, we'll dive. <laughs> we'll dive in. I mean, I mean, I had I had the Saints money line. They're up 17-0 in the fourth. That's a loser. I had the Vikings minus one. They got the ball twice at the goal line at the end of the game and could not get any points. Have you ever seen a team that has caught the ball and have turned has turned the ball over more than Minnesota in the red zone ever in your life? 
No. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, okay, said. thank you. That's all, that's I was going to say, well, the, the Chargers are probably giving them a run for the money. Maybe number two. And I, <laughs> okay, so let's let's go there really quick before we dive into this week. Is there more bonehead coaches coaching in the NFL? Between, listen, can I say, I'm going to say this, especially in the NFL, but college is the worst. Fourth and one, get your quarterback under center. And get guys to jam their hands up his butt and push him one yard. This college crap is ridiculous. It is, it's fourth and one, and they're in shotgun. Why? Why? And then the NFL, then you have the Chargers. What do they do? Because they just, they're bonehead central every week. It's like you need the Benny Hill music behind watching them half the time. They give it to a fullback. Up the middle. Then you got the Raiders coach against the Steelers. Not kicking, then kicking, and not going for it. I mean, do these guys know what they're doing? Maddie, I'm going to ask you. Is there a lot of b- bad head coaches in the NFL? Horrible. I, I, I message you guys and some other friends of mine, Dr. Brand, everybody. This is some of the worst coaching I've seen, and it's by young guys, old guys, New guys, veterans, everybody's guilty right now. Uh, but the two biggest ones met, met up in the uh, whatever that new stadium is in, in Minnesota this week. Yes, Brandon, yeah, Brandon Staley is an absolute doofus. He is a doofus. And then just when you think you can't find a bigger doofus, the Minnesota coach is like, hey, hold my beer. Let me, let me give this a whirl. <laughs> and, and lo and behold, he did it. And, I, I mean, I, Smitty wanted a hot mess express. I want to put both of them on it just because of their coaches, and they still might get in there. And I mean, the Jets are pretty hard to eliminate from this hot mess express because that is just a dumpster fire right now in New York. But, yeah, these coaches are bad. Matt Eberflus in Chicago is awful. Sean Payton, zero game plan, zero responsibility. That is a mess. I'm going to toot one guy's horn, though. The dude in Arizona, A-plus to get that team to play the way it has this year so far they should be two and one and they have no talent well i can't say no talent they are lacking a ton of talent their o-line plays nasty their d-line actually plays nasty they have no superstar a quarterback who just wants to play video games that guy if he wins four games with that team should be put in for coach of the jason yeah, no, uh, Arizona, Gannon, actually both of the coordinators from the Eagles, Steichen and, and Col- the Colts, too. The, both of those guys clearly were ready for the head coaching job. And if you watch Gannon manage that Cowboys game, you can clearly see he gets it. And he maybe understands time. We'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll see. But, you know, I don't understand. If you hire an NFL coach, he's not going to run the defense usually. He's not going to run the offense usually, right? He's literally just the guy who's kind of, you know, the ringleader of the whole circus. To me, like clock management is that like the number one thing that you have to think about. Now you may disagree with the move, but they have to understand what they're doing, why they're doing it. Some people agreed with the Chargers move. Is it like the play call? I don't know. I mean, I know their defense is awful, but I mean it's still really hard to put a drive together to win a game like that. And you know, the risk is so overwhelming. I mean, they lose that game every time unless it's the one outcome that happens. So and we talk about that those guys every year that he doesn't understand it. So to me, 
if I'm if I'm an owner and I'm on a team, that's who you, you got to talk to that guy and be like, what do you do in this situation? Or just literally have clips from other games that have happened the last three years and be like, what would you do here? Just hear them out. But that doesn't ever seem to be part of the process. So for some reason, they don't think it's valuable. I don't understand it. All these coaches are our age now. We all grew up playing video games, playing Madden, understanding clock management. Probably the best tool ever for teaching clock management, the Madden game. So frustrating to see it a week to week, especially when you have money on one side or the other. Now, I had the Chargers, so I, I was lucky, but a lot of people didn't. And that one would be me. All right. Unders. Week one, 12 and four. Week two, three and 13. Last week, the unders came back 11 and 5. So just keep that in mind. We're going to throw some stats out for you here. All right. We got a game tomorrow night. You got the Lions going into Green Bay. And again, Green Bay didn't do anything all game. Carr goes down with an injury. And all of a sudden, it just went south really fast for me. And Green Bay came back. Lions are favorite by one and a half over under 49. 45 and a half. Hey, listen, these these night games, these unders are hitting. I think it's a great teaser spot again. I always like doing the dog and taking the points back up and taking the under in this. So I'm leaning that tomorrow night. Detroit is on a crazy, I think they're like 10 and 0. I saw today. They're like 10 and 0 in their last um, division games, ATS. I don't know. I, I just don't know where I'm going with this game. I mean, I think it's tough with the, can the Lions come back? I had the Lions last week and Green Bay again. I mean, they did nothing the entire game, but I, I think a safer play for me. I love teasers in the NFL. I take the, I take Green Bay up and I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the points up and take the under in that. Maddie, what do you have in this one? Any leans? Yeah, I love Green Bay, period. I think I, I like Green Bay to win outright. Detroit is still banged up. Uh, golf has kept them in games. Uh, they did use Gibbs a lot more last week, which I like. I just, I can't get the fact out of my head when I watch an Eagles game to think how good Jalen Carter would be on that Detroit Lions defensive line. <laughs> just absolutely freeing up Aiden Hutchinson to just wreak havoc. Green Bay is supposed to get back Watson and Jones. Home game. In Lambeau, division rivalry. Give me the dog. In fact, I won't. I don't even need the points. Just give me the money line. Packers money line on this one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the one thing the Packers run defense is a little weak at times. Um, that's probably the biggest concern in this game because Detroit does like to run the football kind of as the center of their offense. But if they get down at all, like that Packers second should be able to take care of it. Lions are still banged up. I think uh, Jordan Love. I think. I mean, I, he was the most pretty performance on Sunday, but he found a way to stay in it with that game. He has that team. Like, he clearly has taken a huge step up. Now, I mean, the stats backed it up early. Probably don't back it up now. But you watch him play. You see a confidence. You see an understanding. I'm going to take them at home. I think that that win at the end of last season by the Lions is going to stick in their minds a little bit. That was great motivation for the short week. So, give me the Packers money line. I agree. What do you think, Smitty? Now I'm going to do the teaser. I'm going to take the Packers up and I'm going to take the points up because, again, the prime time, the night games, the unders have been hitting, so I'm just going to continue that trend. It's probably going to be a teaser play for me. All right, hey, the big the big game this week, we're going to hit the, the local team here with the Commanders, and then a lot of people enjoy the Steelers on our show, so we're going to talk about the Steelers. But we got to talk Miami-Buffalo. I mean, what a performance, guys. Have you? I mean, you talk, you guys were just talking about Madden. That was Madden on Sunday. That was playing video games. That was playing a little Super Tech Mobile 
And, you know, you have Bo Jackson and your friends never played the game and he doesn't understand that Bo Jackson can do that little woo-hoo-hoo like this and go and not be able to tackle. And that was it. Miami put up 70 on Denver. And that was Waddle didn't even play. Can I, can I ask you guys something real quick? And I'm not going to drop who said this. Someone said they shouldn't have done that to Denver. And I said, well, why not? Denver should have stopped them. Did you think they ran it up and embarrassed the team, or do you think it's just football and that's what it's about? I, I don't. Guys, like it's the NFL. You, there's nothing you can do. I mean, even when you take guys out, you can't take everybody out. So there's nothing you can do. You just play the game. I mean, they get paid. They're fine. Yeah, I, I don't think they ran it up. I mean, uh, you you put a rookie running back in the backfield. That dude wants to go. Uh, what are you going to tell him? Hey, uh, if you're really good, uh, you'll get more playing time. Well, I'm going to go out and be really freaking good, and maybe I'll be the starter. So I don't think they ran it up either. That's just what happened. The The problem is Denver just after, I don't know, what was it, 31 nothing? They it was they were, they were cooked. Sean Payton should have just yanked Russell out and gave that backup. Stidham immediate time. Yeah. Just be like, you're done today. In fact, the whole team's done today. Go out there, get a half a football in, and let me see what we got. Yeah, I mean, this is this. I had this line about minus one and a half for Buffalo, just because of home field. It's it opened at minus three and a half. I think it's at three now. I'm a little shocked. It's at three. I, I to me the line. I'm not sold on Buffalo now. They put a whipping on the commanders this past Sunday. I think the line's a little, I, I, so when you get the minus three, you're like, okay, home field advantage. And I get, that's a crazy home field. I, I guess I'm leaning Buffalo in this guys. I, I like Buffalo to win this game. I think they cover too. Yeah, no, I think it's a telltale sign. Like you said, it, Miami's stock is as high as it's been. And this line is hanging at three. I see a little, I see two and a half out there, but I'm actually seeing it push more to three. So that means money is on the Bills. And uh, it's a big game. It's at Buffalo. Whoever wins, if Miami wins this, they have a huge lead in that division. And Buffalo is looking at a wild card game, possibly on the road. So I think it makes sense why people are backing the, or the money's backing the Bills, even though I know most of the bets are on the Dolphins. What do you think, Matty? If McDermott's a good coach, he should have had two guys in a film room watching the New England-Miami game. How did they keep Tyreek Hill to five catches for 40 yards and one touchdown? And whatever they did, I know it was a lot of Christian Gonzalez. So maybe he followed him everywhere. I don't know if it was just a side-by-side -side thing or did he actually trail him everywhere. But Tredavious White better lace up his big boy cleats this week. Because if that's the case, he's going to have to go with Hill everywhere. I still don't know if Waddle's back. I, a, a really neat thing about this Miami team, and I picked them to win the division, which is fantastic right now. It looks great. The problem is Mike McDaniel seems to be a step ahead of everyone with this offensive scheme. He knows he has the fastest team in all of football, maybe ever. He's getting Tyreek in a jet motion sweep, like, 50% of the plays, so you're giving the fastest guy on the football field a head start over the defender over there, and somehow they're clearing out enough space. This guy is open all the time. 
I don't know, maybe a little weather or cool slow them down, but I don't think so. I think I might keep on the actual Miami train this week to pull an upset, especially if they're getting points. I, I, I might ride the Dolphins this week. I don't like it, but I'm going to wait closer to game time, especially if they get a three. You know, two is they're getting the ball out. So, you know, because the whole thing with two so is fast. if he gets hit, concussion, he's had this. Well, no one comes near him. He gets nope, the ball so out fast. so fast. And these guys are wide open. I mean, those guys are wide open. I mean, it was a, it was embarrassing. I mean, it really was. Denver, I, I don't know what's going on in Denver. All right, let's go to, let's go, we'll go to the local team here. Commanders traveling to Philadelphia. Eagles, I think it's up to minus eight and a half. I think it's 43 and a half. You know, the Eagles, again, good performance. You know, they haven't looked great, the Eagles. And I thought at times they looked, eh, Monday night. What a great drive, though, at the end when Tampa scored, got the two-point conversion, and then they, like, took, like, nine minutes off and just, like, controlled the game at the end. Swift's been unbelievable at running back. I don't know how Detroit just let that guy walk in a way. I mean, he's been fantastic. You know, Hurts, I think he's 20-1 and one now straight up as a starter. So, hey, money line parlays, throw the Eagles in and a lot of your money line parlays because this guy just doesn't lose. Man, I was bragging up the Commanders, and I, I, got, I got sucked into it, guys. I did a teaser with the Commanders last week up to, like, 12, and it just didn't work out. You know, you can't have Hal throwing four picks. The, line, the offensive line's not good not giving the kid really a chance. He has to get the ball, I think, a little bit more to some of their playmakers, um, McLaurin and everything. I, I don't think this is going to end. I think it's a great teaser spot. I think I know it's a short week, but I think the Eagles, you get them down to like minus two and a half. If you can get it like one and a half, I think it's a great teaser spot. I think the Eagles uh, beat the Commanders on Sunday. Jason, what do you got? I don't know. It's tough because, I mean, obviously the Commanders look like complete – Dog food last weekend, and uh, this is a spot. The Eagles look good on Monday night. Everybody saw it. They really weren't tested, even though Tampa Bay's run defense didn't show up, and we finally found Baker Mayfield uh, from the prior years. But I don't know. I'm kind of the other way. I would tease the Commanders up. Uh, I they played them really tough two games last year. They're kind of built to stop that, and I'm just not sold on the Eagles passing game at all. I I think Maddie agrees. I mean, there's something wrong with Jalen Hurts. Like they don't run him anymore in the run game. You know, the throws that are downfield, even though he's completing them, kind of look, there's a lot of arc to him, and I don't think it's intentional arc. It just it doesn't look like he has his fastball. Uh, I think Commanders balance back here. I think they cover the 8.5, and, a half, and uh, I left one that comes to tease up to 14.5. I think that's a good, solid number. Uh, yeah, I can't touch this. Jason, uh, we're in agreement. There's something wrong with Hurts. Don't know what. His balls, you you nailed it. It's the it's a lobbing arc. There's no zip to it. No zip. He can put some zip on it, but it's like every other throw, and it's a seven yard zip, mm-hmm. and it might be not one of seven yard zips required. I think the ultimate uh, mainstay of this game, though, is that Eagles defensive line is so good, and it's their strength against one of the uh, Commanders' biggest weakness, their O line. Robinson's not going to have a good day. I don't think Howell's going to have a good day. Maybe they can muck it up, get get a turnover against Hurts. But Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Barnett, and then just sprinkling in a couple other guys, Graham, 
And um, if they had Javon Hargrave, my God, they would absolutely just destroy people. And it's a good thing he actually is gone for the league because they might hurt people. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the killer here. I think the Eagles win the game. I don't know. I, I would probably lean with Smitty that if you're going to do a teaser here, te- tease the Eagles down to under a field goal. So little suspicious that teaser is down under three though. Yeah, I agree. That's why I said I'm not. I can't touch this. It, it's, like this game should be it, minus nine, minus nine and a half, just to protect against that, and they're not. So let's keep that in mind. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to hit their stride too if Hurts is healthy. Uh, I still think they're the best team in the NFC. Oh, I don't know about that, but all right, let's move it on. The Pittsburgh Steelers, a big win out in Las Vegas, two and one Pittsburgh Steelers. Now they play the Texans. Not a bad Texans team, everybody. C.J. Strahd, a little better right now than I think a lot of people thought. Maybe the best quarterback in this draft right now. Throwing up good numbers. They got some good weapons. Playing well. Did a great job against Jacksonville. Man, Jacksonville just can't beat that team. Maddie said that last week on the show. Great great spot by Maddie last week. If you listen to last week's show, he said to take um, the Texans. Because they just can't beat they can't beat Jacksonville. They really can't. So I never Smitty, I never thought they'd win outright. No, you was, said that you said that on the show. Yeah, yeah, you said that. You said not a money line play, but you said take the points and everything. Yeah. And and you you called I mean, it great. I you mean, got some you got some big cojones if you bet them to win outright last week. Yeah. But well you should have arrow just, up. Hey, listen, arrow up, Texas. You could have you could have said that, Maddie. Maybe some people didn't watch last week's show. Hey, I called it, everybody. But he did he did yeah. say to play the Texans last week. Steelers minus three. I I liked what the Steelers did. What night was that? Sunday night. Sunday night football. Yeah, days kind of go all together here. Yeah, I liked. I thought they opened it up a little bit. What do we What did we say? You got to get Austin down the field a little bit. Well, they did hit a seventy two yard touchdown pass. I thought they got Pickens in a little bit more again. I, I still think you got to get Pickens more targets and more balls. They got Freyer Muth, the tight end, in action. I still think Warren needs to be running the ball and being the main running back than Harris. I don't mind if Harris fills in. Warren is the best running back on that team. Mm-hmm. I thought they got Pickett out, and they actually ran Pickett. He ran two, three times. Hey, good job, Pittsburgh. I liked what they did. I thought the defense still played great. I like... I. I I think this is a tough spot, but I like the Steelers again, minus the three, because the the rookies played fantastic. I don't know if he's seeing two ends coming at him like what Pittsburgh's going to do. They're intercepting balls. They're turning people over. It could be an ugly game, but I think the Steelers win, and I, I'd take a chance with the minus three. Jason? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the biggest thing for the Texans is how, what do you do with the pressure? Because even the games they've looked good, like Stroud's put up numbers, but he's been under duress like every single game. The number of pressures and sacks he's taken. They kind of cleaned it up a little bit last week against the Jags, but like you said, they, they don't have Watt and Highsmith coming. So basically, I think the Texans are live in this game if they can somehow figure that out. Uh, I hate the spot. Back-to-back road trips for the Steelers. I'm not sold on that offense. I understand. I, I know your optimism. I understand it, but that Raiders team is awful. Like that right tackle was a turnstile, <laughs> and I don't know what the Raiders were doing with the short drops, trying to I guess basically force the ends around Garoppolo. It looked like he was thrown from a, like a crowded elevator every single play. You can't win that way. 
So I'm I'm basically devaluing the Raiders at performance rather than uplifting the Steelers. I think the Steelers may be a little better than I thought they were than last week, but I took the Texas plus three and a half. I don't think you're going to get that number now. It's going to be, I think, a tight game. Um, I think the Texans have a pretty good idea how to attack the Steelers based off the 49ers because they basically run all the 49ers stuff on both sides of the ball. So we'll see if that plays, but it really does come down to if they can block Watt, the Texans can win this game outright too. Uh-huh. This is a conundrum. Is is Pittsburgh good or are they lucky? And I am going to argue, Smitty. I actually do think Najee Harris is a better running back than oh, Warren. You're, you're you're sniffing glue in a parking lot. So Warren's averaging three point two yards a carry. If he's so explosive, he has one run of over ten yards. No he touchdowns. Hits, he hits the holes quicker than Harris. Harris is so slow to hit the holes. Maybe it's the scheme. I'm not. I, I'm not going to fight you on it. I don't think either of them are particularly good after watching the last game. And the Raiders. I don't know about you, but their defense is not very awesome. So, <laughs> go ahead, Jason. It's one guy. Uh, yeah, it, it is one. It's it is one guy. And here's the thing with Pittsburgh. I don't know how good their offense. I've said to a bunch of people, they might come back and we go, "Oh, Canada was. Oh, that was horrible again." But they did play San Francisco. Great defense, and they played Cleveland. Great defense. So let's just see. Maybe the Steelers are mediocre. Maybe they're average. Maybe they're above average. And San Francisco's really good, and Cleveland's defense is really good. I'm not saying the Steelers are oh. winning the Super Bowl. That's by any. I'm not saying that. Though so I also can't believe I'm going to say this, and you guys can chime in. Do they actually really miss Deontay Johnson? Because. Wow. No, you don't think so? No. I mean, it's honestly, I think it's all up front and what they trust their line. And, you know, the one thing they did clean up against the, um, the Raiders was they went to more gap style blocking, which seems to suit this line much better. The zone blocking, which they run with Najee a ton, doesn't work. And I do think, like you, uh, that the plays they call has a bigger influence on running backs than anything. There was a stat from some site that basically said runs above expected. And it showed Harris way above Warren, and yeah. so which basically shows that Warren gets better play calls. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I actually think Najee ran pretty well the other night, but the scheme just doesn't work for it. It kind of reminds me of Trent Richardson, mm-hmm. that they don't know how to scheme for his running style. It should be one one cut and go, the old Denver-type run. I, it, it's, I feel bad for him, and he's taking a beating too. But Warren... I know we were all having his praises and everything. I, he doesn't overly blow me away either. Kind of reminds me of like a Gio Bernard, but a little bigger. I think it's not. So. Even, I think it's not even close. Get the ball to that guy in a screen pass, and he's getting about fifteen yards. Speed's not even close to Harris. That's just my opinion. So, all right, hey, really quick, let's go to Sunday night game. You got Kansas City. We have about a minute or two. Kansas City's traveling into the Jets. Jets are a train wreck. Zach Wilson, we've talked about it. It's not good in New York. You got t- you got guys fighting on the sidelines. Hey, we gotta talk. Did just I just want to ask you guys? Did you know Taylor Swift was that was at the Kansas City game? You didn't know that? Okay, I heard it. I think the most fascinating part of that whole thing is they snuck her out of the booth in a popcorn machine. That's I was telling Scott, our producer, about that. That's what that's that if, that, if it's true. It's true. Like, apparently their fans recognized it. It's like, that's how often she goes to that move. It's like, what that? Her life is awful and awesome. As I yes. Think. 
Yes. You know how many people like I, actually, I, I gotta get snuck out of the studio here at the Salisbury Center in a popcorn thing just because it's craziness. So the way it they is. put you in a laundry bag and drag you out of there. Mitty's the one with the popcorn on the top. That's how you tell the difference. <laughs> yes. All right. So hey, listen, I don't think it's gonna get good. We're, I mean the Jets are a disaster. Zach Wilson, listen, I have said on previous shows I thought the kid had potential. It's not looking good. You can tell the team does not like the guy. I don't know what they're doing. They brought in uh, Simeon, I think, uh, this past this past week. I, you know what, Ross? And I, I wrote it down. Ross Tucker said on Follow the Money the other day. He said that they contacted Chad Henney and wanted Chad Henney to come in. I, I swear, I listened to this last <laughs> night. I wrote it down. Ross Tucker on Follow the Money yesterday said they contacted Chad Henney and they kind of wanted him to come in and maybe be like just a mentor to something with him on the team. And he said, no, that's what Ross Tucker said. And that's what I'm taking off uh, Vison. So I don't know where they're going to go. You know, Carson Wentz, they said no. Uh, they had so many people, uh, Matt Ryan's people. No, the offensive line is so bad. I just don't know. You can't go with any of those guys, but. This is a team, Aaron Rodgers does not need to rehab very quick because they're not going to make the playoffs at all. So, Jason, is this one going to get ugly Sunday night? Most likely. I mean, it's interesting that it's nine and a half um, because it's, if, if it gets over 10, I'm curious to see what happens. But, I mean, you pointed at the one thing that every keeps talking about Zach Wilson and all the quarterbacks are bringing in, but the problem is their offensive line is terrible. Like, this defense is good enough. They should just be able to line up, run the football, win really ugly games, and then you know hopefully squeak into a playoff spot. I mean, it's obviously already a lost season. They don't have that capability. Like the offensive line is a joke. Like they, they have invested in their draft kit picks too, and they can't block. And they have two really good running backs sitting there who can't get holes. So, I mean, they're putting it all on Wilson. And granted, yeah, obviously he's not ready, but. You know, why can't she just line up and run the ball with these, some of these teams, especially at Kansas City, who's not exactly strong against the run? I mean, you know, find a way to fix it this year. I, I do think Salah, unfortunately, has hitched his wagon to Wilson, and I think it's going to take him down. Like, I, I think he made a mistake there. And uh, obviously, he's maybe lost the locker room accordingly. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, this is bad. Um, I posed some hypothetical to you guys, but this is a mutant. This is a mutiny waiting to happen. And I, I don't know. Nobody has come out on sides yet, but it's going to happen. Uh, there's going to be some guys who back Zach Wilson. There's going to be some guys who back Salah. There's going to be guys who are going to bark for changes and trades, and the whole ball wax is going to come out. I do have one problem with this team, though. I don't think the defense is as good as we thought it was. I don't know if they have a turnover yet. Uh, so maybe this team from Hard Knocks where we saw – really did hitch everything to one player and now it's going to just go down in history as a really really bad experiment and they might not even get rogers next year I, I mean if this rehab doesn't go well he's not coming back this this could be one of the biggest blunders ever in the nfl well we'll say this though their first six games are their hardest like i already talked about coming into the season that there's a good chance that they were gonna be like two and four or possibly five coming out of this so they're halfway through it it does get easier on the other side of that. Now, I don't know if Zach Wilson will be the guy that can get them through that schedule, but somebody might be able to kind of get them back. It's kind of like the Steelers did last year and circle the wagons and be able to sneak in a back door to a playoff spot because it does get a lot easier week seven onward. 
Um, obviously, their division looks a little harder than it maybe it was going to be, but still, I think there's there is some potential there that they can actually salvage this thing. They just got to figure out the offense. They just got to be able to score 17 points, and the defense has to stop talking and start playing. All right, really. They better go. They better go get Kevin Mawai and a couple other guys too, because that O line is just as bad as the bottom three in the whole league right now. They're 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 bad. Ricochet Ferguson. We'll get yep, that's the other there, guy. There yep. we go. Out of Virginia. There. All right. Real quick, a rapid fire here. Just a couple notes I have. Hey, keep an eye on the Saints. I think they played ten straight under games. It's a great teaser spot. Jack it up some more. I did last week. That was a winner. I matched it here. I uh, got this off Twitter. Uh, Dallas was 5-0 and ATS last year off a loss. Uh, John Ewing, uh, the two winless teams that play, the dogs are 71-37-4 and ATS. Who's your matchups this week? You got the Panthers against the Vikings, so the dog would be the Panthers in that game. You got the Bears against Denver, and the Bears would be the play in that one. Really quick, Joe Osborne, another guy I really like. He has great information. Ravens are 19-3-1 ATS last 23 games as a dog. Watson coming off a win for the Browns as the quarterback. He's 0-4. So those are some good info off some people you should follow on Twitter. So real quick, guys, my last thing. Who do you got? Bears, Denver. Who's going to win that game? Jason. Give me the Bears plus the three and a half. Matty. <laughs> I wanted to bring this game up so bad. This is this is jump to the top of the Caleb Williams um leaderboard. I actually think it's Denver. And I, I here's I think what's gonna happen. I think Russ is gonna come out and completely just not cook again. And I think Peyton's gonna get fed up and literally go to Stidham and see what happens there. He opened the door. He started yep, talking about the sure players that are sure in fast enough and things like that. So it's, it's interesting. But I do think this is the Justin Fields game that make, make people think he's a decent quarterback, even though he's terrible. Yep. Give, me, <laughs> give, me, give, me the, give me the Broncos, though, even though I absolutely despise it. I might put some fun money on it. I, I forgot I have a Bears future under seven and a half. How great does that look right oh, now? That looks fantastic. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna go with Matty. I'm going to take Denver. I think Denver wins this game. So... Hey, best of luck to everybody. Hopefully we gave you some insight on some games, put out some tickets, try to win some cash. Until next week, Maddie, what do we always say? Hey, bang your bookies, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.